Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us at Hot Sauce Sports. You may be watching or listening to us. You've been listening today. to Hot because Sauce Sports. <laughs> I was like, I figure you fuck? can't do it yourself. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Um, I did the intro a little different today because we have a different kind of guest on. Uh, we're joined later on in the show by Mike Famelant. Uh, he is the producer and lead investigator of In the Shadow of Big Red Eye, Sus- Sussex County. Uh, Terry, he hunts Bigfoot. So I found this guy. I found Mike. You mean you will find when we speak to him in the future. We didn't already speak to him. Well, you found him in well, the I past. Well, I found him in the past. Yeah, I found oh, him. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. you found him in the past. I'm in, I'm in me and Alex are in, the, or Alex the intern, we're in this, like, a few Facebook groups where it's like you look for podcast guests and mm-hmm. things like that. So, so he's, uh, he had posted, like, hey, I'm willing to come on and talk about my thing. So I read his little story about how Bigfoot threw a rock at him. Well, so he, he got a rock thrown at him while he was camping. And the rock was like a a pretty big size, and it came from a big from a from a decent like decent distance. So I was like, "Fuck, you know what? This guy might be interesting to have on." So I messaged him, and he was down. And he's you know he seems like a perfectly nice guy. Can't wait to talk. Yeah, to we'll him. hear from later. Yeah, yeah. I uh, looking forward to the interview. I honestly, um, you know, we we do sports stuff, and and we have something for the the heavy sports fans, and a bit of a surprise guest appearance uh, on the show uh, later today when we do rapid fire. Uh, but so it's always cool to talk to people from a different walk of life because you know what? Uh, that's how we learn some interesting things. Uh, one of the interesting things, Terry, uh, that I've come across uh, is the Big Ten's return uh, to NCAA football. Sports. Yeah, I'm the most conf- – like you know I already have my conflictions about NCAA football and NCAA sports in general. But so like I was thinking about this um, – right now like given that they're not employees of the university they're students they're athletes uh, amateurism and so on and so forth are these players being insured for uh, the increased risks or are they just trying them out there saying hey if you get sick and die from this or if you get sick and have long-term consequences from this um that's a risk you take good. working for your education yeah i think that <laughs> it's I, so dirty <laughs> yep it's so dirty. I think they're just at risk, easily at risk at home than they are. There was a yeah, but the, but the difference is that when they're at home, you're not profiting off them. Well, that's another thing is that. But that's what I'm saying. Regardless, I'm this, regardless of the, I'm situation, looking at this strictly from the compensation angle. It's okay, like, okay. There's, there's never been a, an opportunity to look at this. But the player, but the players knowing they're not being compensated are the ones that want to play because they know that they're they won't be as compensated if. They're not putting themselves out there. They're not adding. Oh, but to they their don't film. have a choice, right? Like, so the only choice you have to make money off this, the thing you're most passionate about, is to go play for free in college, university. So imagine like a guy like Joe Burrow. I don't know. I remember who the player that said it, but it was a good point. Joe Burrow would never have been a first overall pick if he was drafted a year before, and he would so, have been safe from playing playing with the Bengals. Exactly. He would never. <laughs> he would only need to go to Cincinnati occasionally. So, yeah, but then you go to the Jets. Yeah, you never know. So he, so he, so he took advantage. That one year was big for him. So a lot of these guys take advantage of their senior years, their last year. It's the year that they're going to be able to start all games and things like I, that. I so, absolutely understand it. Again, so for that, they for the, have to do it. But I understand what you're saying. The NCAA, it's it's always sketchy, always sketchy. But especially, especially from like the, the, the let's say the two percent that will get drafted. Great, you know what? That's your chance to showcase your talents. But that's not the reality for the bulk of these players. The bulk of these players won't see remuneration in their lifetime yeah. for what they've done for the school, you know, and that's the, that's the unfortunate part. In a show of anti-hypocrisy for once, uh, Georgia, your famous Bulldogs, mm. uh, were going to allow for football to play, but not actual on-campus voting. A few hours ago before recording this, they actually changed their minds, so now you're going to be allowed to vote on campus. 
actually a decent decision? Question mark. You it's, should be able to vote on campus. Why not? Well, I mean, I won't get into why certain states want to restrict voting and why certain states are okay with everyone voting. Both sides. Yeah, uh, but specifically when a side when a side is specific when a state is specifically it's okay to play football, to but win. it's not okay to vote. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it's it's okay to play football for free, and it's not okay to vote. Um, look, I mean, obviously, like, people should be able to vote online. Well, that's a whole other thing. You can do your banking okay, online. You can vote online. Imagine having IT. Hi, I can't vote. We <laughs> <laughs> trying you to go vote, vote for me. We you trying go. to vote for Pelosi. It doesn't work. <laughs> how 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 many calls did you get from me on voting day? Oh my god! Did you just asked me to vote for you, and I tell you I can't do it, and then you ask me to drive <laughs> I, over I so I can do it for you. I absolutely insist that you commit voter fraud yep. for me. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna need your social insurance number, credit yeah, card exactly. number, your maiden's, uh, your mom's maiden name. You know, just usual information. A list of your fears. Well, I'm glad we've covered things uh, like voting that are not in the news because now, Terry, it's time for the news. Whatever. Terry, it's the news. Is it really? Yeah, I Is almost it? lost my voice. Enough. <laughs> I'm looking here. You don't have anything golf. I don't. Well, I have one thing golf in rapid fire. We'll get to it. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's the U.S. Open. It is the U.S. Open. I started watching today. Yeah. What's it's the, We do shows on a weird day. We do shows typically like when news starts to happen in the week. Like the it's the beginning of the news cycle, right? We do shows on a Thursday. Yeah. Wednesday is the known like sports dead day. Uh, Thursday is when news uh, starts to come out. But last week's news starts to die. Um, I was actually watching the qualifying round today as yeah. I was putting the, the script together. But there just wasn't a lot of huge storylines except for one, which we'll get to later. Uh, for now, though, we'll start with the NFL and your beloved Cowboys. Yay. Yay. Um, I was very disappointed on your behalf when they hired <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it. when they hired Mike McCarthy as head coach, and I was, I was validated <laughs> in one week of football, double validated by Eagle because he saw Aaron Rodgers score basically a billion points. Eagle being a Packers fan, of course. The only reason why Dallas was close to winning this one is because Zeke was winning his one on ones. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. No, but the problem is, is okay. Yeah. So he talks about his ISO and whatever the way he calls his plays, all that bullshit. But to me, it's the fourth, a fourth down at the fifteen, and you're going for it when you with, can with, kick with a field down goal by three with down with by ten three, minutes left. With ten minutes left, you want to trust your defense. It's fine. Trust your defense with a tie, yeah. not with a fucking... I've never understood that, by the way, because yeah. like, if you kick a field goal, you still need to trust your defense. And right? you have like one of the most explosive offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, just do something. But I can understand, like, you're down by two, three scores in, like, the second quarter or something. Like, you need to do something and get your oh, team no, fired I get, up. Yeah, right? I get you go that. for it, you get back in the game, you change the Or it's fourth and one. But you're potentially, getting, you're potentially getting the ball back twice with 10 minutes left. Just tie the game up, get a stop, kick another field goal, score a touchdown, whatever. Going down and score a touchdown. But he didn't even give his ch- himself a, a chance to win. And I think that was, that was just a really bad call. Um, but you know what? It's the first game of the season. So Admittedly, the Rams made a great defensive play on the, the end. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, great call yeah. in that sense. But, but the mean, play call the Rams play, the the Rams play, play no, you, Yeah, you get a situation where you overload an area and you basically try and find the open guy, right? Yeah, I mean, that's they, the proper way to run. So the, Ram, the Rams three. played really well. The Rams played so really they, well. From that side, they sent two vertical routes and then a single crossing route. So everyone, the linebacker, again, you pick up the guy and then that's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's the thing. Is It's the thing we always talk about with Mike McCarthy is, Unless everyone beats their guy, nobody's, nobody's actually gonna be open. open. Yeah. And it's 
like Eagle, you watched this for how many years in, in Green Bay? Way too but many. He ha- but he Not has to mention the Don Capers defense, which didn't help either. Because you don't trust your defense and your offense isn't scoring. He has three receivers that could create separation that are very good. I mean, Gallup, CD, and, uh, and Amari Cooper. So he has those options to play that style of offense. But it's also the first week, so things are going to happen. They didn't get any preseason games. The entire league was a little off. I feel everybody's talking you about You say that. You say the, the entire league was off. But yeah. the first the first game of the week, if that's the Chiefs being off, they're going to score oh, 50 ch- points a week. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to be unbelievable. It's out of this world. Unbelievable. Like, like it just everything looked good. And, you know, Clyde Hilaire, Clyde Edwards Hilaire in his first game looks awesome and – he didn't even do the Andy Reid thing where he throws a bunch of passes, uses him, uh, puts him on the outside. He, I don't think he had a pass target in this game. That's crazy. And that's, that's, that's going to be just next level. The one thing I will say is this is the first game, Terry, I saw that there was sort of a sparse grouping of fans. And, like, I'm used to watching that because I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> so I'm used to seeing... One of them got COVID. What? One of them got COVID. Really? At the Chiefs-Texans game. Some, so, somebody got COVID. I mean, is it necessary? Was it someone who booed by any chance? Probably. It was an employee. Right? It, the employee well, obviously, like, like the employees are the ones who are at most risk because they see the most people. Um, employee it, of the stadium. Yeah, he was the employee. That's what I'm saying. So it wasn't an employee. It wasn't a staff for the team. It was a staff for the arena, for the stadium. Okay, for Arrowhead or wherever they played. But, Did so they it, play Reliant or Arrowhead? Arrowhead. But is it is it that worth it to have just the sprinkle of fans in? No, I was, it's not. I don't, I don't even... I, like watching, we, we saw we saw Kroenke, like just like sitting there with his mask on the Cowboys game. Nobody in his new billion-dollar stadium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that stadium is unbelievable. Yeah, beautiful. SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Holy fuck, that place beautiful. is beautiful. Nice. Yeah, that puts the Cowboy Stadium in its pocket. It also it's rivaled with the Vegas with the Vegas Raiders Stadium. I like, now I now have a single reason to go to LA. Yeah, uh, is to go see that. Stadium. Oh, I'm still not going back to LA. That place is a shit show. It is. It's yeah. garbage. People, everybody's leaving. But it's probably gonna be a layover from Las Vegas. I'm gonna go <laughs> when everybody leaves. That's not bad. Yeah, because it seems bad. like people are leaving now. So. Yeah. Yeah, your mic's not on. Or burns down. It, it's close. The um, the thing is, um, I was watching it and because one of thing gender I, reveal parties. One thing I watched. One thing I saw during. Don't do gender reveal yeah, parties. Yeah, okay. So here's the other thing. It's a catastrophe. Even, don't do gender reveal parties. Even if it's stupid, you're not going to be more excited if it's a boy than it is if it's a girl. It e- doesn't fucking make sense. Even if don't it doesn't do cause a forest fire. Exactly. It, it's just, just do dumb. It. You just you just lame. Yeah, very creative people. Some people are creative. What they do, whatever. Don't do it. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. You're just asking people to get together in your backyard for no fucking What reason. if the kid's like Unix or something? Is it like gray when you pop it open? Like the smoke? What if they mix the colors like, poorly? Neither boy nor girl. Why, why are you assuming the kid's gender? True. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What if, like, what if it's like purple? Oh, what if they identify as an attack helicopter? Yeah. I mean, what if they identify as like a... My fl- kid's going to be named Apache. A, a, a war drone. I say to the best dinner reveal party is you break into all your friends and family's homes on different nights yeah. and whisper in your ear while they're sleeping. It's a boy. <laughs> That's the best guy. They're best worse. Guy. It's a waste of time. Oh, you can watch him watch So half people bet on a, a girl, half people bet on <laughs> oh, a boy. But and you keep point. half, and you give the other half to the winner. <laughs> Actually, Terry, if we can turn this into a gambling segment of the show, oh, yeah, I'm down. we should bring back gender reveal parties. Uh, but I was gonna say, I actually in stadiums that were empty didn't really miss the fans and haven't missed the fans. The fans don't do anything well, for... Well, the road teams have it way easier. No, the but fans so, but don't you're, do all you're watching is better execution. The you're fans, better the fans don't do anything for us. Yeah, it's fun to hear them go nuts if a big play happens, whatever. Like in hockey, 
like at the Bell Center, if you're watching a Habs game alive and they score a goal, you hear it. New York too, the same thing. In football games, you don't really hear it that much. You don't really hear the fans. Well, basketball, even in Seattle, who they say they're the super where, loud. Basketball is the one where you have the the greatest impact because they're on the court. They're right? on the court, yeah. But what I've noticed in basketball, especially, is you're actually watching the best version of basketball. You're watching the sickest shots. How many times you're watching a game, Terry, and like it's like that second overtime game with Boston and and, and Toronto? Yeah. There were so many shots. Were like, oh my god, that's a dagger. Oh no, no, that's a dagger. Oh no, no, that's a dagger. And it's because. You can't execute this way when you can't, you know, especially through the clear backboards and you see people freaking up behind the clear backboards. Or you Being have Drake in chirping you in the sidelines. Oh, constantly. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Also, also, can we just turn this into a Drake ban? Period. Yeah, they're just like ban, ban musicians and movie stars from sitting court, courtside. Yeah. Spike Lee is not going to be happy. <laughs> Neither is Jack Nicholson. Well, Jack Nicholson was never courtside, though. To, no? to his credit, he's always sitting a few rows back. Yeah, really? I, think he's right. I, I feel like he's. I feel like he's, he's right been next to the side, but I don't think he has. I feel like he's side. right next. Yeah, he's right. He's right next to the visitors bench, but he's also in, he's he's right next to the media. So he has had court the, size, but his typical seats, his own seats, I think I want to say like three rows back. Oh, really? Okay, that yeah. makes sense. But there's a lot of celebrities you see in that section. That's like the celebrity section. You always see the Kardashians at the, at Staples Center and shit like Beyonce. that. Beyonce. Not Staples. Oh yeah, Staples Center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made uh, I made three observations about the Giants game Monday night. One was uh, they're bad. Well, they're they're giant. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, I, I, if I got to hear Colin Cow, uh, not Colin Coward, who's who's the dude who does the Collinsworth? Collinsworth. If I get to hear Collinsworth talk about how Jones is going to be more careful with the ball one more time, Chris he must have said it forty times in a single game. He, he did call the game. game no, he didn't. Yeah. So who called it? He did Sunday. He did Sunday nighter. He did the Cowboys game. And Chris Collinsworth, I mean, I'm a Cowboys so fan. So who called the game? He, Eagles. Who called shines. the game? Who called the, the Giants? Press Find out for me, please. Kirk Herbstreit. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, the yeah. other C's. Because the only analysis, the only Arcades, analysis he had know. for the Giants offense the entire game, the entire game was, well, they've been working with Danny Dimes. He's going to turn the ball less, less this season. And then he ends a nine-minute drive by throwing a... Interse- okay, it wasn't his fault. He got hit. But he <laughs> throw an interception on first down where he could just ate it. He Eat took the set. ball away from the other team's offense for nine minutes, though. So he played good defense. I guess. So maybe he's Daniel a Daniel Jones, player. better defensive just, player than he, he is a quarterback. Correct. He was just drafted wrong. Exactly. And you know what? He, he should have been drafted as an athlete. He'll be better than those uh, the, in the, his, the, the, the Giants corners. In his Dockers and his baby blue dress shirt, oversized dress shirt. Um. Adam Gase, Le'Veon Bell, all of this as a Dolphins fan, it makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm not only so happy that the Jets suck again, that Le'Veon Bell clearly doesn't want to be there, yeah. but also that Adam Gase is also chasing away anyone with talent, just like he did to Miami. He turned the Dolphins into a team of all character guys, of all guys who could simply not play football. And that's what the Jets are right now. Adam Gase is like the, uh, it's like the bad catch-up. You know what I mean? Like you know when you get like ketchup, it's not Heinz. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like it tastes funny. Like when you go to Cuba, they don't have like the real ketchup; they have like catsup. That's what Adam Gase is for coaching. He's you, like he's like okay, he might be able to like string a few wins, and you know he might be able to use him here and there. But at the end of the day, he just shouldn't exist as a human. Eagle, have you ever had catsup? I have not. That sounds terrible. I don't like ketchup to begin with. So I don't think I, I also like, like ketchup. Fake to begin with. ketchup. And why would you want ketchup when you got Mike's BBQ rub and Chetty's hot sauce? Did we do the ad? No, well, we, we will. The Mike's one is recorded. The Chetty's one's not. Okay, so Chetty's Hot Sauce.ca. Visit Chetty's Hot Sauce.ca and use Hot Sauce 25 
uh, for your promo code for 25% off the entire website. You can get their mm-hmm. Carolina Reaper. This is the original. This is the garlic, and this is the pineapple. Thing. Yeah, pineapple. They also I got mango. Yeah, mango, lime is fucking good. Uh, the garlic is sick. Um, it's good, man. So hot sauce, 25 for 25% off If you're wondering, website. If you're wondering... Uh, why the NFL put the Tennessee Titans at 10 o'clock at night and you want to burn out your eyes so yeah. you don't need to watch them ever again. Yeah. Use Chetty's hot sauce. Exactly. Carolina Reaper sauce will burn out your eyes. The Carolina Reaper sauce will burn out any... Uh, you If you don't want to watch bad football, Carolina Reaper in your eyes and you're good. Uh, last thing on Adam Gates. That should he's be a gift right currently leading there. the odds to be the first coach fired at I don't plus even think 300. So. No, no, he's making Followed next season. by Matt Patricia at plus 350. I don't think Quinn Patricia's going to get fired this I don't year. think Gates going to get fired either because Gates is very good at convincing owners that he's the right guy. Yeah. He, in fact, the only reason he got but fired really from really bad at convincing players he's <laughs> the <laughs> right guy. Well, that's it because he, he does nothing for players. He, all he does is suck up to Because to imagine Adam Gates going to a meeting with Gettleman, Okay. So he'll go into media Gettleman and show him all like these advanced analytics that he likes to use, and Gettleman will be like, "This guy must know something." So yeah, I'm because hire him. he knows how to use a computer. Yeah, he's the un- I don't. he's the new owner. I'll, I'm out. I got one. I got one last uh, NFL revelation. If you have any terror, you can add them after. Uh, one last one. That I realized is I now know how how uh, Drew Locke will end his career. He's going to uh, be paying off the end of his contract by working in one of John Elway's car dealerships because that is not an NFL quarterback. Oh, I think Drew Locke is a very good quarterback. Oh, you're completely wrong. I think he had a They, tra- he had, they did he had a, a lot game. to make him look very good. Yeah. But now that there's tape on, these are the three things this offense can do. He is so So, the, yeah. So, I agree with that is that the offense might be a little shaky, but I do think that Drew Locke is an NFL quarterback. I think he's going to be a better. You also have to remember that Titans left two points off the board from bad yeah. kicks, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this game was out of hand a long time ago, if not for the bad field goals. I'm not saying the Broncos are a good team. I, I made it less watchable. Drew Locke, Drew Locke isn't going to be winning the division anytime soon, but I do think he is a very good quarterback I don't that just needs to have a few weapons with him maybe a decent a better offensive line and he'll be fine I, I, I think uh, I think he's going to be a better car salesman than quarterback he's going to be a guy who gets you like 20 TDs max a year he's going to get the guy who gets you in a yeah, slightly used Cadillac so slightly used Cadillac they, bro, the Broncos play the Chiefs the Raiders and the Chargers they're not winning any of those games they're 0-6 uh, I think that, I don't think that Broncos defense would is able to beat them beat the Chargers. I think There's that Broncos no defense is no able way. to beat the Raiders. I think that Broncos you defense, the Broncos defense to win is not, games. So you what? you have to score points to win games. I understand this. And but also the defense Bron- is also the Broncos win defense is not very good. They let Tannehill march upfield constantly. Well, the thing about Corey Davis, who I thought I thought was retired, got like eight passes. But we have to understand that week one is like a, is a combined preseason, right? We've seen preseasons do nothing for teams. The, like it doesn't make sense. But we've also seen it do great things for teams. So week one to me is preseason. The season's 15 games. Any uh, any other NFL uh, observations for you? Well, I mean, Saquon, we didn't mention it. Saquon Barkley getting six yards to me is... A Jumping over two guys. Jumping yeah. over a guy... Is fucking Two different nuts. people on the same run. Is fucking nuts to me. But I love I love the way the uh, that everybody just got in there, man. And the Arizona Cardinals, man. Holy fuck. Yeah, Holy I'm excited for that. shit that they look good. But again, week one. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Kyler Murray looks good. I love the way he throws the ball. Yeah. I love the way Kyler Murray throws the ball. Absolutely. And he looks so small out there. The, the he clip, looks like Eagle. The Clippers have joined your uh, your uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Teddy. And Pacers. My and the Pacers. Um, playoff my, P. They've joined my Giannis and my Pacers. Playoff P has returned. Uh, by that, we mean, of course, Paul George, who sucks in the playoffs. Playoff P. Um, and there was this reaction by Stephen A. Smith of ESPN. Uh, you don't actually have the clip here. You just sent me the Twitter search for the clip. Go. <laughs> Make it work, producer. Make it work. What clip are you talking about? I'll just tell you what he said. He said that um, um, 
Also, you can prepare these ahead of time. <laughs> so, uh, he's he in Paul like, George. No. Paul George is in uh, is in risk of becoming the next Dwight Howard. Okay. Um, and by that, I mean, does he know that that Paul George is a lying piece of garbage? Because <laughs> we do know that about Dwight Howard. Yeah. Several teammates have said it. Uh, so, I mean, allegedly. Because once you say allegedly, you can say anything you, you want, right, Terry? So, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, uh, Dwight Howard is a lying piece of crap. Allegedly, Odell Beckham asked the girl to shit on his chest. Mm, allegedly. 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 Allegedly, I took a shit in my toilet bowl. Alle- I didn't, why, why would you allege that? Well, because it's alleged. You don't know if I went to the bathroom or not. Yeah, sure. It's well, my private, my private you, business. Man. Why are you assuming where I shit? Seriously. Don't assume my Seriously. shitting status. Um. So, yeah. So, <laughs> that was uh, that was his reaction. So, to me, with, with Paul George's playoff P is probably the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life for a guy who sucks in the playoffs. Yeah, and you're, you, were a, you are a Pacers fan, right? Yeah, so he you, had one good year in the playoffs with the Pacers when he was like 25, and that was pretty And the biggest shot was not made by him. It was uh, made Danny. by Miles Leonard, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, wasn't it Danny Granger? Or Danny Granger. Yeah, that's true. That was the last time we saw Danny Granger. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Screw you, Mo. Um, <laughs> who's your basketball team? Oh, okay. Yeah, they they've been relevant okay. this decade. Yeah, yeah, they've been relevant since they had the so best t- player of all typically, time. Supposedly, typically, Alleg- <laughs> since allegedly they had the best player of all time. Typically, speaking to people <laughs> off the mic doesn't work in podcasts. So Terry, okay, Mo Khan is here telling me that Mo Khan will be joining us for rapid fire, ladies and gentlemen, with some Next hot segment. takes, hot spicy takes that are clearly wrong. We will unfire him for about fifteen minutes, and we will refire him again. Next. Uh, so, what your thoughts on that? That he's essentially going to become a journeyman, like a very talented journeyman, Car- a guy who's more Carmel- like, to be more a, like Carmelo Anthony. Not Carmelo Anthony, I think, yeah. I think it was a better comparison. I was just going to get there. To I don't uh, think playoff P is ever going to win a B. I don't think he'll ever be championship P. I mean, it depends. Like, will he join the Lakers next season? <laughs> also in LA. Also, also possibility. But for the Nuggets to to beat the Clippers, I'm so fucking happy because I love Jamal Murray. I love Jokic, and I can't. They won stand. six elimination games. They were down three yeah, one, yeah. and then they were down three one again. I That's can't crazy. stand uh, the the the. The pr- the princesses of Kawhi and Paul George that everything had to go their I way. I don't think Kawhi is much of a princess. Oh, uh, I think he became a princess. He when He sucked went to that though team. in the last the last couple games. Brutal. Yeah, and I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna jump off everybody else's thing. He's still top three player in the league. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> he didn't get less talented. Yeah, it, it, just because he sucked in one game, yeah. which was a very big game, doesn't mean that he's that he's so, not as good as everybody. In the series, there yeah, you go. Yeah, five, five he, points before. Because again, so if Mo says something off mic, yeah, we got to repeat need it. Repeat it because yeah. we're the only ones that hear it. So he averaged five points in the fourth quarter, all series, which is absolutely nuts to me. Which is more of a kudos to the Nuggets coaching system. We found a new segment, by the way, teaching Terry podcast. Yeah, yeah teaching, <laughs> teaching Terry broadcasting. So Lakers and four. It's funny because Perry uh, teaching Terry. teaching <laughs> teaching Terry broadcasting. It's funny because Mo and I went to the same broadcasting school. You <laughs> got your own name wrong twice, <laughs> Perry Barry. Lakers in four? No, oh, no, I'm going Nuggets seven. No, they won't win that. I'm going Nuggets seven. The thing is, I'm like, actually putting money on the Nuggets seven. So, so Kawhi, Kawhi, and Paul George is cute, but it's not Anthony Davis and LeBron. Uh, I'm going Nuggets. I, I, from what I've seen, there's I don't hot sauce bet. Hot sauce bet, my friend. Carolina Reaper. No, this is the original. So we would. I want original. I'll tell you what. I won't even give you how many games. Seven. You could even take them in nine. Okay, I don't I'll care. Take them in nine. Take them I'll nine. even give you two games next season. They'll win six three. All right, I th- I don't think so. I think I think it's uh, sense. I think it's Max gonna be a uh, a five game. Uh, it's gonna be Max five games, maybe 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 six if there's one really off game. But I I think okay, we're so, gonna see a Lakers. Okay, hot sauce bet. I got Nuggets. You got Lakers. I got Lakers exactly. Can't wait. Um, Nick Wright had the following to say on uh, Doc Rivers. No, nope. no, nope, that's President Trump. 
Not somebody that knows anything about basketball. <laughs> Doc Rivers, the first coach Awful to ever bank, right? blow three three-one leads, and in fact, he's blown a three-one lead in every decade. Hey, you want the first, the second Bush administration blowing three-one lead? No problem. The Obama administration blowing a three-one lead? Doc Rivers, your guy. How about the Trump administration? <laughs> Doc Rivers, still your guy. Doesn't matter who's in, who's in office. Doesn't matter what year it is. You need a three-one lead blown. You know who to call. So <laughs> Doc that's like the ultimate chirp. I love it. So Nick Wright's that guy, right? I'm not, I mean, I like Nick Wright to a certain extent, but you know, he gets a little obnoxious once in a while. But yeah, he's right about that. I mean, I, is Doc Rivers is maybe Doc Rivers the problem, and not necessarily Kawhi and Paul playoff P. Well, I mean, non playoff P. I mean, look, the thing is, bench P. Is, is Doc Rivers sort of one of those great schematic coaches in a way that we talk about Alex Bolster, we talk about you know last yeah. last week, or we talk about uh, you know Greg Popovich, or is he a guy who just connects well with players? I think he's more of that kind I of. I think player. he connects well with like players. Phil Jackson was that kind of coach, yeah. right? Um, I think I think players respect him. I think they play for him. I just don't think that he's able to put any uh, product on the field now. I think the game might have outgrown him a little bit. His last championship, his only championship, was with the Celtics, right? 2011. Well, and and again, I I I am in a minority, but I personally view those Celtics as a failure. Why? Because they were by far the best team in basketball. Oh, they for were stacked. About half it was like decade. the first super team. Well, no, seen. there's never been non-super teams in the NBA. No, <laughs> look at. Well, I mean. I mean, this there, first team, there was a there was a Celtics team that had Bill Walton on the bench. It's the first time. It's the first time where you see like free agents go specifically to a place to win. Well, Dennis Rodman joined Michael Jordan's. Well, no, like a bunch of players. That was one player that joined guys that beat them a hundred times. Okay, you know what I mean. I mean, I guess it is what it is. It's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch. Um, so here up one nothing. Uh, they've lost one game in the entire playoff so far, for a team that many thought would be a second round exit. Um. They're going to win that series. Hotel dribbling, difference maker. Difference maker. Shoot, you got to bounce the ball in the hotel room like Jimmy Buckets. I think the Heat are going to win, man. I just don't see the Celtics coming out. And I, I've never been into the Celtics. I think they, they got – they almost blew it against the Raptors. And I don't know. I just – I'm not – I was never a believer in the Celtics. The East was a fucking crapshoot from the beginning. We, we knew it. The Raptors kind of feel like they're built similarly to the Heat as well. So if the, if the Raptors give them a hard time, I think the Heat will give them a hard time. But that's not where I want to go with this, Terry. I want to know more hateable fans. The Heat fans or the Celtics fans? Oh, I think anything in Boston related is I don't know. Awful. Heat are pretty bad, too. Because, because, because of the, ever, because of ever the, since LeBron, the, it's the all been downhill. But that's only... Those the, LeBron, the decision made everyone hate the Heat, But there's right? only, those are the only fans that exist or the guys that became fans at that moment. But the other thing was... That's not true. They had a lot of fans during the Alonzo morning, morning era. Oh, I guess, yeah. And, yeah. But they, they got a lot more fans because of, you know, worldwide because of LeBron, after But that, the Celtics, the thing about the Celtics is that they hold on to that one championship 12 years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? So... That's they the still talk about that team as if they were better than... Oh, Paul Pierce, bro? Well, fuck the you, bro, Paul didn't, Pierce. Didn't Paul Pierce say last week that he could score 50 in today's game? No, no, Paul Pierce is a fucking idiot. I mean, Paul does Pierce he know that other players also got better? <laughs> Paul Pierce is a dumbo. Yeah, he, he started to irritate me as well. I think well. he has CTE, and it's not even a contact sport. Well, there's, I mean, you still hit the, you still hit the, the, the hardwood now and again. <laughs> I guess. Um... We have an interesting guest coming up right after this. Uh, we're going to talk to Mike Famelant. He's the producer and lead investigator of In the Shadow of Big Red Eye, Sussex County. Uh, he is a dude who hunts Bigfoot. Um, I'm super, super excited for it. We'll talk to him when we come back next. This show is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, home of the best rubs in town and La Sauce Barbecue Sauce. Peace. 
Just like Robert Kraft, I can't resist a good rub down, and Mike's Barbecue Sauce is the best rub down in town. So visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles. That's Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off, and don't forget to rub your meat peas. Welcome, everyone. We clearly did a first segment, and that's <laughs> why I'm welcoming everyone back. Um, we are actually joined by a guest. I've been looking forward to this interview uh, more than any interview we've done. I know, I know we have, like some credible sports journalists, and we have yeah. some athletes that come on the show. Yeah. Um, but largely, they all sound the same. So uh, <laughs> I would say that this is a show about sports, but more than anything else, I want to take the opportunity, because we run our own company, uh, I want to take the opportunity to talk to interesting people about cool things. And we have one such person this week. Mike Famelan joins us. He is the producer and lead investigator of In the Shadow of Big Red Eye of Sussex County. Um Basically, if we boil it down, and you're gonna correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, um, you're looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah, that's the gist of it. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I want to start it off uh, where just get a bit of your background. Um, what led you to first start to, to to start looking for Bigfoot, and how has that evolved into becoming such a big passion project for you? Cool. Um, since this is like a relatively short show, I'll, I'll go kind of quick because I know, you know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So uh, basically, uh, first time ever camping like in my entire life in uh, in North Florida, uh, we were camping with a group of people and uh, who were actually out looking for Bigfoot. And we ended up um, getting uh, rocks thrown at us. And we heard tree knocks and this is like four o'clock in the morning on the last night everybody's asleep and um i didn't think too much of it i was scared obviously my first time like in the woods at night and um my buddy threw one of the rocks back at in the direction that these rocks were coming from and i knew right then and there it, it wasn't a person because like a boulder like yay big um I know it looks like a fish when I hold up my hands. It's like, yeah, that's that's how big it is. That's what I like to do with my <laughs> pictures. Um, also, why the same reason you hold the camera really close when you're sending uh, a dick? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, of course. You have yeah. to. Angles. All I about mean, angles. All about angles. 100%. Um, <clears throat> but a, a boulder, probably the size of um, – okay. These are really good store-bought cookies. About go. this size okay, came cool. and landed um, – all the rocks landed within five to 10 feet. This guy landed about 10 feet from us and you could hear him crashing through the trees and stuff. So, um, then everything stopped. We did, um, some, some brief, uh, um, estimates about like where this could have came from and stuff like that. And the, the closest possible location, um, cause you know, we do all, we, we try to do all that scientific shit and whatever. Um, was like 100 to 150 yards away. Okay. So so this guy threw a boulder I, 100 yards away. Yeah, yeah. I can't throw a baseball, you know, accurately. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So so now you're thinking like, you know, all these, all these rocks and this boulder came from at least 100 yards away. And it's like, oh, man, like that's, that's something. So then... I started, you know, I went home and I started uh, researching like reports in Florida. We went out camping some up, some more times, saw a pair of um, 
blue and red reflecting eyes in central Florida. Um, It was really crazy. Uh, Moved back home to Jersey and uh, found out that Sussex County was like really like a hotspot for Bigfoot. Okay. And the um, the name up here, everywhere has like a different name in Florida. It's the Skunk Ape, Ohio, the Grassman. And up here in northern Jersey, uh, it's Big Red Eye. So it's um, I started investigating. I, I contacted all these witnesses. I made some connections. And it finally turned into the point where uh, I was tired of watching all these like fake shows on TV, like, like find... Well, Finding I'm not going to say names, yeah. but um, all the shows are designed for ratings and stuff like that. And I get it. It's, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, but I wanted to make a show that um, shows what like a Bigfoot expedition truly is. So, so people could connect with that and whatever. So that's when I started in the shadow of Big Red Eye. Um, and people seem to love it. We're in, we're actually filming our fifth season fifth season right now um and it's just been incredible um not only do we just look for bigfoot but we do stuff that other shows don't show like like you'll see us like driving around in the car making fun of each other you'll see us um going to these like like, a regular reality show it is with the premise of finding the grass man bigfoot uh right terrible tv production trying to make the ratings go up right like it's actual scientific work with some fun yeah and, you know, I, I film, edit, produce, plan, everything. Everything is done by me. So it's not like I have anybody that I have to get approval from or, or do whatever, um, which is awesome because, you know, not that I'm going to edit the show in any certain way, but, you know, if, like, I like to go and I like to film ourselves going into these, like, kind of local towns. And hopefully if our viewers are to, um, you know, get out there and into the woods and want to, look where we look for Bigfoot. They'll go to these small towns. It promotes local business, which everybody, you know, I'm, people are hurting right now. And um, we also um, are, are kind of like goal of the show. Obviously, um, you know, it's it's really not defined Bigfoot. That's that's what we film. But the, the show's goal is just to get friends and families off the couch and into the woods and explore nature. That's awesome, man. Honestly, yeah. I, I've, I've always been fascinated by the idea. I mean, I've never... The idea for me, like when I heard about Bigfoot the first time, I'm like, ah, impossible, those guys exist. Loch Ness Monster, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But now that, I, if you know, growing older, you know, you, you start hearing about all these new creatures that come out of the sea, and it's not crazy to me that there's this one thing that people might have seen once in a while that shows up and throws a boulder in your face. Yeah, well, you, you're just never really looking because it would interfere with your gambling. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. but otherwise, you know. But you, also, I want to ask find you. An interest. I want to ask you, because I I, I, everything I've seen, uh, he's very, he's been, he's been, he's, he's very uh, prominent in the, in the Pacific Northwest. Is that possible? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's the Canadian Sasquatch is what the other name is. Okay, very well, yeah. yeah. So, how tall yeah. is this guy? Like, how tall is a Bigfoot? And I'm thinking it's one guy, like, around the country. He's walking on the highway. Uh, how tall is Bigfoot averaged? Uh, like, how, what? Give me like approximation. What What would I expect to see in the size? Of like, Bigfoot? if you were if you were sort of building a profile the same way, like when police are looking for someone, like what's the profile for Big Red Eye? Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so the average height we're looking for is uh, eight, 
seven and a half to eight feet tall would be uh, an adult male. Females are a little bit shorter from what reports say. And this is, I'm no expert on this topic, just to let you guys know and everybody okay. listening know. Uh, this is just from my research and what I've what I've read and what I've I've seen again and again in reports. So, um, I you know the average Bigfoot seven seven and a half to eight feet tall. Uh, in Canada, they're a little bit taller, uh, closer to ten feet. Down in Florida, they're Jesus. a little bit uh, shorter, at an average of six feet, six to seven feet, which is really cool. Just to sidetrack real quick, is um, in Florida a lot of the animals are smaller. And it's called Bergman's rule. It's because that they don't need to hibernate. So in New Jersey, the black bears are huge. Have to yeah. eat a whole lot of a whole lot of food. Down in Florida, the black bears. You have a big black bear at you know 200 pounds. Up here, you could easily see a 500 pound black bear yeah. and yeah. not really bat an eye at it. So it's it, that's super interesting, and that that kind of leads me to believe that the reports kind of make sense. You know. Um, so- with that impressive but, height, I, I, I sorry, two part question. First part's about the height specifically. Um, so, given that impressive height, how long do you think it could take us to get one to learn how to shoot three pointers and yeah. defend a perimeter? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's know. the first thing, I'm, or at least block a. Kawhi really can fast. use that. Like Kawhi and Giannis can use yeah, that. Yeah, or at least block like a really fast defensive end. Yeah. You know, like, I, mean, I mean, we we could try a thing. Um, the SBA. That's watch basketball association. Oh, I yeah, mean, that's cool. I like that. That Let's would start be okay, listen. We, there isn't one yet. You want to talk about reality TV right there, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm going to trademark and copyright that right now. So you yeah, guys, because we're, we're we'll jump right on. And, and you got you got two broadcasters right here to do the games. <laughs> yeah, we got. A, then we'll have we'll have a New Jersey team and we'll have a Montreal team and they'll just play against each other. That's, all the time. Hey, that's how basketball started. You know yeah, I mean? that's so, good. Um, but yeah. I, okay, so and another question, just the. Uh, I, I never, the ah, the sorry, yeah, 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 two questions. I got to get them in, Terry. Because it I better not be. Up. It better not be my fucking question. Okay. Uh, so the question I've and it's something I've actually heard about uh, people questioning sort of the existence of you know, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, so on and so forth, um, is, you know, why is it that we don't find hair? We don't find uh, sort of anything that... Footprints. Would, footprints and, and things of that nature, uh, teeth, uh, finger, fingernails. Carcasses. So so Carcasses. Like yeah. Basically, why is there no trace, but why is it just people... Like, how many? Like, there's been a lot of sightings, I guess, and how, thousands of sightings. So why are we seeing sightings but not any trace of the, of the Bigfoot? Makes sense. And I'll make this super quick. Um, <clears throat> one, you said hair. I have a hair in my bedroom, uh, which I can't go get right now, unfortunately. <laughs> it's uh, from uh, North, uh, North the, um, Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Okay, uh, so you, you have me. found hair. Okay, cool. Well, I, I haven't found it. It was sent to me by a friend, mm-hmm. but uh, my friend got a wad of it. And this is just a single hair that I have, but um, she sent it off to the DNA lab to get tested, just like every researcher should do. Mm-hmm. And it came back as unknown primate. Unknown so primate. that's some evidence right there. Then you bring up footprints. I, I found footprints. There's, there's, uh, if, if you're, you know, if anybody wants to research footprints and how they're not human or not bear or any known animal. What do they um, look like? Eagle, pull it up. Go. What, Put what's it on that? The we're can. gonna pull. We're gonna pull up some footprints. I'm curious to see what they look like. Yeah. Um, if you uh, and I'll and I'll you know if I could see them, I'll I'll kind of explain why why they're not human. I don't think you'll be able to see them. Oh, okay. No, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so we're looking. I mean, I don't know which one we're gonna be. Okay, yeah. So click on the one next to the guy with the sandal there. 
So it looks like a I human just, I just foot. I Googled but, uh, Bigfoot footprint, so, so it's like the eighth one on the list. Yeah, <laughs> it's from uh, Trinity River, San Francisco Gate. F- SF Gate, yeah. SF Gate, yeah. Well, yeah, and, you know, you guys looking at it, you probably realize, like, um, if you, you guys have walked on the beach, I'm sure, and yeah. you, you, you know the kind of, like, outline of the footprint because we have that arch. Yeah. It's not like a flat foot. If you're looking at, I don't know, again, I don't know what picture you're looking at, but um, if it has like a really flat foot, like a, just like a perfect outline of like what you would trace around your foot if it wasn't like, you know, in the sand or anything like that. Yeah. And then um, uh, if you look at the toes too, the toes say a lot about the foot. If humans wear uh, sandal or wear socks and shoes our entire lives. So our feet are our toes are like this Bigfoot's toes are spread out. Yeah. Cause he doesn't wear shoes, shoes or socks. Yeah. It's, it's so that's, rip. that's a, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like a weird thing. There's also, you know, no mid mid tarsal break. No, um, there, there's a whole science behind it. And if you want to learn more, you can uh, look up Dr. Jeffrey Melda, Meldrum out of Iowa, Idaho state university. And he's, okay. he's like the, the guy to, to, so, go. So you know what they say, big feet, big piece. Now I'm questioning how big is this guy's piece? Legit, my next question. I mean, question. he's 10, was, 10 feet tall. You got a whopper. That yeah. was my next question, Jerry. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, this must think, this thing must be flopping around. Any traces of that taking around there, Mike? Um, hmm. When, when it runs, you. When, Mike, big, when Mike's like, runs, I haven't really looked for that one. When there's a male Bigfoot and it's running, do you hear it slapping into thighs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is he is he a knee slapper? Is he a calf slapper? Well, Jeez. I, I will say, I think there um, is you, you can distinctly tell the difference if you have a if, if you have a decent sighting between a, a male and a female, uh, mostly because of like the breasts and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I have taken a report of um, down in West Virginia where he said it was definitely a male. And um, I don't think they do the slappy slap thigh, <laughs> thigh thing because yeah. the, the hair would prevent that. Uh, also, prevent that's why they grow the hair. Ah, yes. evolution yeah. to avoid slapping. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they, if they, you know, trim the hedges or not. But so, <laughs> you don't know if they manscape. Well, if they hey, I was going to say maybe this yeah. is the way we get manscape as a sponsor. Maybe uh, you don't know if they grass manscape. That's if true. they, sca- if they grass manscape their grass, or they built like a rock tool or something and just. Yeah, yeah, they somehow forged a. Scissors out Maybe they go to I don't know. I don't know if that would be top on their list to do. To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I how, mean, ma- how many uh, roughly? I mean, uh, obviously, there's people who are looking for them, so we don't really know how many exactly there are. But how many roughly is there in the uh, continental North America? I guess. Uh, within the research that I've done, and and I've done most of my research in New, New Jersey. I think uh, in New Jersey, there's two family groups of. Uh, four to six individuals. Okay, so they're not. Um, it's not like a tribe of like hundreds of thousands. There's probably like a thousand across the country. I think um, through the U.S. and Canada, I would say there. Well, U.S. It's hard to tell Canada because it's so vast. You yeah. Know? Um, and we're not uh, very mountainous you, in certain areas, so it's. Oh, it's it's desolate. There's no. You know, you could you can go walk and yeah, I mean. Um, like there's three, it, there's three provinces in a row that's basically just flat. Mm-hmm. Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta. There's just nothing there, and there's nothing. Yeah. You know, um, fun fact. For, well, I'll tell you in a second. Um, 
I think in the United States, there's um, about 2,000. Okay. That's crazy. Which it makes yeah. sense why. Like, if you tell me there's 2,000 uh, of that kind of bottle of water. That, swell cup. Swell a bottles. swell bottle. 2,000 of those. It might be just of this color. How <laughs> rare would it be that you see them? I mean, there's one yeah. right here. So. I mean, that was the only one. It's like the episode of Office when he's like, how many of you are affected by somebody with rabies? And they all pick up their hand because it's all the same person. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and what, um, what's in, what's interesting about that though is like you need you need two things for a bigfoot sighting you need a bigfoot and then you need a person so i think there's a lot of places that you know desolate like like up in canada uh we were when we were filming in maine i accidentally ended up in canada and then the border patrol agent wouldn't let us back through it's go trump's figure fault. that one it's trump's, huh? fault. it's trump's fault blame trump it's easy. Well, he, he was actually just playing a joke on us, so it, it was actually <laughs> kind of funny in the end. I so wish we filmed it, but um, yeah, but um, you know, where there's no people, just like Alaska, there's not many settings in Alaska or Montana because there's no people in Alaska or Montana. Yeah. You need people I think to see them for there to be setting, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they're not reported. But, but back to my point of the sorry, you go back to my point of the Pacific Northwest is that it's so dense out there too, with all the forests and stuff. There's, it's very possible that there's something out there you can't, you've never seen. Yeah. So, so Mike, how often do you actually go looking for uh, Big Red here? Is it something you do on like a weekly basis, monthly, quarterly? Like, what's that look like? I'm gonna start calling it that, Big Red. I've never, <laughs> I've never heard that before. I like that actually. Hey, it's both Bigfoot and a chewing gum. Well, it's also maybe, maybe his piece is red. Also possible. Maybe that's what we call him, Big Red. Yeah. I just call him Mr. Roundtree. Mr. Roundtree is a good one. I like it too. It's a good name. He's got plenty of names. This guy. Um, but anyways, um, we we tried it. This year has been really difficult because of you know the whole COVID thing. So we haven't gotten out. We we actually had a really good year planned. We haven't gotten out as much as we wanted to. Um, generally speaking, we try to get out um, as a team about once a month. Oh, from, once a month. Okay, say, so it's pretty. So it's a lot. So you know, March to November, we'll we'll try to get out once a month, go different places. And you have and an event coming, right? If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah, we do actually. It's going to be our last one um, of this year, anyway. We have one coming up in uh, Northeast Pennsylvania. Uh, the closest I could say is about 20 miles outside of Wilkes-Barre. Uh, Scranton. Yeah, yeah, by right by Scranton. Um, London Mifflin. And it's actually, it's cool because it's a public expedition. So anybody listening, including you guys, can come to this thing. And what we're going to do is it's, it's uh, you know, three nights of big footing, four days of, uh, you know, looking, looking at, talking to witnesses, scouting locations, doing all this awesome stuff. Um, and we're going to just go big footing and do what we normally do, except bring people out there that maybe Eagle. have never had the chance or are worried to do them, you know, themselves. But, uh, I think it's awesome that, that, um, we're able to, to, you know, do this. Um, it's $150 for, you know, three nights of camping, which I know people complain about the price. And it seems like uh, a lot. A good, I mean, that's a good price for camping, right? It's a price for camping without an expedition. Uh, yeah. So at least you're doing <laughs> something. You know? Like I, that's what I find too. I mean, I've never been camping, but I'm like, what do you do with your days? I mean, that's a good idea to do with your day. Drink heavily. Largely. Drink heavily and, um, yeah, and just go look for Bigfoot. But so... Uh, Big Red. We're actually running super short on time because we're super interested and, and we've, we've loved the conversation, so we hate to cut it short. But I will say, I want to do something that we do 
sort of to end our show. Um, we call it rapid fire. So we're all <laughs> going to have a question for you. You got to answer like super quick. Like, yeah, like no like thinking. 10 seconds or less. So the first one is going to be a tough one. But um, why, why as cameras have improved on phones and such, have the quality of photos for Bigfoot not gotten better or have they? Simple. Take out your phone. Take a picture in three seconds. That's the average time that a Bigfoot. T- uh, I already couldn't lasts. do it. I, I, I'm so bad at technology. I already couldn't do it. All right, that's that's a good answer though. I like that. Yeah. Terry, do you got one yet? The Eagles got one. Eagles got one. If you find Bigfoot, what are you gonna do? Um, dead or alive? Yes, either one. <laughs> uh, alive. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna piss first or shit first. Um, <laughs> Probably both uh, at the same time. Dream like a girl, run away, and um, yeah, then I don't know uh, what the future holds after that. Uh, if I find a dead one, well, I'm going to cut off every chunk of body that I possibly can, and and you know send 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 them to places, but definitely keep a stash for myself because I don't you know necessarily think that some of uh, these places want to get the uh, the whole Bigfoot name out there. Uh, how sure are you that he exists? 70%. 70%? Yep. I think I almost... If you were saying 100%, I wouldn't believe you. But I, 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 solid. I like it. Yeah. I, I think I might have, might have saw one down in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Okay. But uh, And I took pictures, but it's just so blurry and not clear. I'm never going to release them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you also don't want to discredit, right? You want to make sure you all everything you put yeah. out is very like it's clean, oh yeah, and it's clear. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. I would never, I would never put that in an episode because it just, it, I mean, it's, it's. Just you discredit another... yourself at that point, right? You don't want like there's that one picture of Bigfoot, like even Eagle pulled it up on her on her Google search. It's like it's the same picture we've seen for the last forty years of Bigfoot. Exactly. It's just like a guy, it looks like a guy in a suit just walking through, his head staying at the same height. So it's all these things, and it's like. Yeah. Hey, well, it's interesting. You're, you're talking about the Patterson Gimlin film, and I'll yes, make exactly, this yeah. short. What's What's really interesting is I have uh, third generation tracks for sale. If anybody's interested, those mm-hmm. have T-shirts, beanies, all that good stuff for sale. Uh, head over to In the Shadow of Big Red Eyes um, uh, Facebook page. And um, what's interesting about the Patterson Gimlin film is that we think I think it's real. It has a tumor on its leg. If you look real close, it's got a tumor kind of on its leg. Yeah, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because that was the first thing I noticed too when I saw that video. I was yeah. like, what's on his leg? It looked like he's wearing something on his knee. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Well, that was uh, Mike Famelat. Mike, thank you for joining us. He is the producer and lead investigator of the sh- In the Shadow of Big Red Eye, Sussex, Sussex County. I've always had trouble with that word. <laughs> Sussex. Um, I've been, uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on, Mike. It's really, really uh, cool of you. And obviously, as you get uh, you know, closer and closer, we want to hear your updates. Um, thank you. We, we already consider you friend of the show, and we love, we love stepping outside the boundaries of sports and it's interviews like this that remind us why. Thank you very much, Mike, for joining us. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. And you guys are welcome to come out whenever you want. Oh man, you know what? I think it might be a hot sauce, uh, hot sauce. Hot sauce. As soon as we can leave Canada, when the border's open, <laughs> when the border's open, I think come we on might. over. I think we might. Yeah, I won't camp though. I'll be in a hotel, but I'll join you guys during the day. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. See you, Mike. Hey, take care, guys. This show is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub, home of the best rubs in town, and La Salle's barbecue sauce peas. 
Absolutely. They will get you satisfied in 12 seconds or less, just like Rick Pitino at that restaurant. So visit Mike's BBQ Rub MTL.com and use Hot Sauce 10 promo code for 10% off on all individual bottles. That's Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. And please don't forget to rub your meat. And we're back. That was a great interview with Mike Famalant that we just had. We recorded the show in sequence. I promise. I am also a liar. I am uh, weird. We come back now. Of course, there's myself. There is Terry Tam. There is Eagle MS Control. I think I even forgot to do that at the top of the show. But oh, yeah, we didn't do any we intros. Are, we are we. Um, but we're joined, of course, by, fest- uh, by a special guest uh, of TSN 690 uh, fame. Chief, and Chief health, health Operator. For FBF as well. I don't think his mic is on. Health and Relations Coordinator, HRC. He also uh, he also is uh, OG Hot Sauce. Yes, OG Hot Sauce. Fathers, so yes. definitely, definitely excited. Yeah, we fired him. He is unfired right now. Yeah, temporarily unfired. Bigfoot. Temporarily unfired. Got Bigfoot over here. And then, yeah. Remember when he got lost in the jungle? We yeah, yeah. find him. Bigfoot had him. Mike Fimeland yeah. brought him back. <laughs> My friend brought him back. I mean, you're, you're like six to eight feet tall, right? And you have big feet. Yeah, I'm like the swamp monster, though. I'll be, I'll be but sure. does what your you slung hit you on the geez. side of your your thighs? Are you a thigh slapper or a knee slapper? What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> oh. I won't tell you that. All right, all right. You got to yeah. buy Mocha on dinner first. If you're gonna find I'm, that a, I'm like this bottle. Uh, so let's get to uh, rapid fire. Brought to you by Mike's Barbecue Rub, Chetty's, and anybody else who gives us money. Eagle, rapid fire. Rapid fire. One is the loneliest number. Patrick Reed hits a hell of a shot at the U.S. Open. We have a clip. Ahead one of the seventh. Patrick Reed on the tee of this part three. I can do this. Coming double bogey at the fifth and a birdie at the sixth. Watch this. Yeah, he hit shot. One hopper. So Patrick Reed is like, yeah, I think he's second place now going to the the next day. I don't know why. I I didn't see the the rest there, but he's second place in in terms of qualifying. Justin Thomas on fire. So that's very hard to do. I have one hole in one. I did it like one of the first times I played golf was at UFO. You actually had one? Yeah, I had one. It rolled rolled like 15 15 yards. It just bounced, hit the tree. No, it wasn't mini putt. It was a par three. Oh, mini putt, par three. It's kind of like mini putt. Um, I was going to say, Terry, you you see Patrick Reed's reaction to that. And I think he's a piece of human garbage because so Patrick how Reed, do you not celebrate? How do you, you just like walked off? So like, Patrick yeah, Reed is known to be like the cockiest guy out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also he's a cheater. He, uh, oh. he yeah, yeah. He hits, he touches the sand with his clubs on in the, in the bunkers. Jerk. Yeah, cheater. Jerk. Can't do it. Can't do it. No changes, nothing. You can't do it. But he's, he's I have no idea yeah. what that's all about. Stealing <laughs> messages. Alejandro Villanueva of the Pittsburgh Steelers crossed out the team's message on the back of his helmet and replaced it with the name of a fallen soldier. For context, Villanueva is a former uh, well, US Army, Army vet. Army exactly. I think also yeah. he went to West Point also. Yeah, exactly. And so it had Nothing a wrong very with that. Uh, angry reply from Clay Travis, who you also did not link the actual thing to itself. Who's Clay Travis? Is that the uh, country Fox music Sports. star? I'll kick the coverage. I... Uh, <laughs> I'll put it out here. Oh yeah, that guy. Fuck that guy. Oh man. He said. Oh. He said he just wanted to give a shout out to uh, how to do you his feel boy, Alejandro Villanueva, because he's he's covering up the social justice warrior message uh, on the back of his helmet and, and and instead put the name of a soul uh, of a, an Iraq vet who who, if uh, who he died. Put, if he put all lives matter on his thing, I'd understand why people are upset. But he just put the name of a fallen soldier, which I don't. I see a problem with no, no. Nobody's actually upset. That's the oh, thing. Okay. Is Clay, Clay Travis has to make mocking, it a thing. He's mocking the thing because right? Clay, Clay Travis is a douchebag, right? Uh, he veers towards a lot of uh, Trumpisms in his uh, analysis in life. But so, which I don't mind. 
but well, he's just he's a douchebag in general. He's very sexist too. Oh, he is okay. Yeah, there you go. Sexist. Yeah. So but the thing is, the thing is, with with regards to to Alejandro Villanueva, like the the guy did something. He put a name on the back of his helmet that meant something to him. The players are putting messages on the back of their helmets that mean something to them. I don't know why you would have a problem with this, Clay Travis. It seems bizarre as a reaction, and in fact, saying. Um, you know, using social justice warrior as a means to insult someone as something I always found bizarre. It's like people's causes are either important to you because they reflect your life experience or you want to give voice to it because you feel that's important. Why would that ever be an issue? But apparently such is an issue for Clay Travis. Clay Travis is uh, well, po- well punctuated, Terry. Yeah. Well punctuated. <laughs> Wisdom comes with AIDS. This is actually a follow up on a story we did a while back uh, regarding Sean Weiss. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks movie. He's now over 230 days sober for when he looked Good like a him. crack addict. Yeah. This is the most recent picture fuck, of man. him. He, he aged like 50 pounds, fuck. He Holy looks like shit. a 70 year old man when he was on meth. But yeah, good for him, man. Awful. Honestly, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. It, it was. I think we're all. I think we're all D two fans, right? So yeah, like Mighty Ducks fans. I'm a D three fan, actually. You know what? You're, you're the you only know one. what, Mo? D three, very underrated in the trilogy. It wasn't bad. It was good. I mean, Varsity, Eden Hall. You know, like we should do Eden Hall. Eden Hall. Eden Hall. Eden Hall. We should do a hot sauce watch party for all the Mighty Ducks movies. Sure. Like District yeah. Five. District Five. We just live yeah. stream us eating and smoking too much. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say. Are you? Are just, you? Just really quick, Eagle. I remember when it happened. We were like. We wanted to make fun of it so bad, but we just felt so bad for the person who obviously uh, is struggling with addiction. So we, we basically said, like, hey, we hope instead of making the usual jokes that we would make at his expense, we just wanted him to get healthy. And it appears as though that's happened. So hell of a hell of a hopefully this is the end to that saga. This is the D3 are of you, of the Sean Wee story. Are you uh, are you guys a, a Julie the Cat or a Connie Moreau? Uh Oh, Julie Cat. Julie Cat? No, man. Connie was sexy. She's the one that was dating Guy Germain. No, she Kat played forward. Porque no los dos. Julie the Cat. Better player. Better player, Julie the Cat, for sure. Save yeah. USA's uh, by the junior Goodwill Games in LA. Yeah, she's from Bangor, Maine. Yeah, Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness for her. Bangor, Maine, where um, before Mike Familant was lost and ended up in Canada. There we go. Actually, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, full circle. Pay the man his money. Alan Robinson went on a social media wipe, removing all mentions of posts that had Bears accounts linked to it. This is all because the team's apparently refusing to extend his contract. There's no trade request as of now, at least from what I've heard. Chicago will maybe do a, uh, an extension later on, but not right now. But obviously, he's pissed. Thoughts? Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. That's my thoughts on this. Al Ramos is not going to stay with the Bears. It's obvious. He's not going to. He, he won't stay. He'll get money somewhere else. Mo? You go to Chicago to die if you're a receiver. I thought, I thought you were going to follow up with the actual news that he has since said he's not asking for a trade. No, he's not. He's not going to ask for a but, trade. He's going to leave. But any Bears receiver that goes and plays in Chicago, you just go yeah. to die. So he, he's Alshon fr- Jeffrey. He's yeah. frustrated because he's, he's yeah. frustrated because a lot of the guys on... You just uh, like him because he has your name. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the guys on the team... Um, have been extended guys like Aaron Hicks, guys that the team have obviously put uh, a, you know preference on. Uh, they're not extending wide receivers. That just doesn't seem to be part of their plans. He's a well-liked player, and he's a guy who's incredibly talented. Uh, so I think he's going to finish off the season, but don't be surprised to see him uh, playing for the Patriots at league minimum somehow next season. And last one, 31 flavors of disappearance. 
Carol Baskin uh, has parlayed her fame and infamy uh, from Tiger King into Dancing with the Stars. Uh, I heard a it clear was awful. progression for a C list celebrity. I've heard it, um, it was awful. However, during the actual show itself, her ex husband's family ran an ad um, about his disappearance, basically. Oh, we have it? Okay, because I haven't seen it. Like so, uh, and it was literally during the intermission for her dance. But so only, only in like a certain, in Florida, right? Not, not nationally. Yeah, exactly. Don Lewis Carol Baskin's millionaire husband. This is his oldest daughter. We need to know what happened to our father. I'm Anne, Don's former assistant. Oh, she was All we're show. asking is justice for Don. Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves answers. They deserve justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? A $100,000 reward has been funded. You can call the tip line at 646-450-6530. They should have had Joe Exotics like Pat. Yeah. Thank the, you. The, the, or if Carol Baskin was involved yeah. is the best part of the commercial. I think, I think, sells the commercial I think Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic should have been on Dancing with the Stars competing against each other. Well, I mean, Joe Exotic's in prison. No, isn't he out now? He's still, uh, he's still in there trying to get him out. Okay, yeah. yeah, but he might be getting out. Uh, they were looking to Trump to get the pardon. Oh, that was like that was a few months ago. Yeah. I, I, he, he said, "I'll look into it." But the biggest issues is though, his, his crimes against animals are so massive that yeah. even if it, even if it's not the attempted murder, he's not getting out. But doesn't boys, ma- it doesn't make sense how there's more tigers in uh, Oklahoma in Texas than there is in India. Yeah, absolutely it makes no sense. Um, that said, guys, like the, the, the heartwarming part of this all will be if Carol Baskins gets arrested for very obviously killing her husband. Allegedly. If her new husband... Allegedly, allegedly, very obviously, killing her husband. I feel like she's going to kill her new husband and then nobody's going to realize what she did because she's a mad scientist. She's a mad genius. Yeah, she's just maybe really good at it. Uh, that's the last of the rapid fire. However, last thing, since we have uh, Mo Khan here, mm-hmm. on another show that we do featuring Mo, uh, we have a, a chutney challenge. Right, where this in. week, bring Mo has in. brought in us some so. samosas and some spicy chutney. So, so Peas and, yeah, yeah, and I are going to have to have this later. But Terry, you get to suffer now. So... Yeah. Hopefully, uh, let's describe how this feels. Don't put any hot sauce on it because I think it might be enough, just in case. Am I doing chutney? I'm not doing. I'm doing any of our hot sauce, of our sponsors here. Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, hot sauce, ten ten percent off. Chutney's hot sauce.ca, hot sauce twenty five for twenty five percent off. So I will tell you, we did this last week, and Mo lied to us. It was delicious, but not spicy. However, this time around, apparently, it's much more. So That's let's good. hope for yeah, the best here. Do I, like, do yeah, I get it? Like, like, a like a scoop? Okay. Like, yeah. like is it good? That's good. Is it a lot? Let's go ahead. Is this a lot? Depends. Live play-by-play. So Terry has taken the samosa. Whoa. He's eaten it. Pisa's has called it a samosa and not a mimosa successfully for it's the coming. second time of the show. It's coming. I feel it. Not bad. Pretty good. Nice, nice. All right. Very, very happy with that. Looking forward to trying it on our other show. In the meantime, you've been Terry. You've been Mo. Those have been samosas. You've been Eagle. You've been peas. I've been peas. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. <laughs> That's why you recorded. Yourself. That's why you recorded, Eagle. You're finally vindicated. It's actually not bad at all.